Hi, I'm Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Today's podcast is about a subject that people, let's face it, want to avoid, dying. Well, yeah, people want to avoid dying, but they also don't even want to talk about it. Even doctors feel uncomfortable talking about death. But avoiding thinking or talking about death can be very costly and can lead to a whole lot of unnecessary suffering and pain. I believe that this may be the most important podcast I've done so far, and I recommend that you share it with your loved ones, really. As a primary care physician, I've been alongside a lot of dying people. Although it's certainly hard to see people go through pain and loss, it also is an incredible opportunity to be there when help is most needed. Some of the most moving and inspiring things that I have seen have been when I'm alongside of someone during their last days. Sometimes life's end comes suddenly and unexpectedly, but much of the time people have time to prepare for death. The problem is that despite obvious clues that a person's life is ending, doctors, family, and the patient himself too often do too little to prepare. One of the most underused resources that can greatly improve a person's last days is hospice care. Hospice, also called palliative care, is end-of-life care, which specifically focuses on people who have six months or less to live. The goal of hospice is to improve the quality of life for both patients and their families by aggressively treating pain and offering resources that are not available in other circumstances. A crucial fact that most people and even most doctors don't know is that hospice care is 100% covered by Medicare and most private insurance plans as well. Hospice care includes a comprehensive care team, including doctors, nurses, and social workers. It also provides access to help 24 hours per day, seven days a week. Insurance, especially Medicare, severely limits the availability of home nurse visits, but not when the visits fall under hospice care. In hospice care, you have a much greater access to the help you need at home. The third benefit is fewer expenses. Hospice care can lead to a reduction of out-of-pocket expenses for medications and for most medical equipment. And finally, there's respite care. Most hospice care is done at home, but brief inpatient care is offered by many hospices to take the stress off of family members. The key is that the hospice takes the burden off of the patients and family members so they can focus on each other instead of the medical care. This is one of the most important times in a person's life, and hospice allows them to focus on what's most important instead of figuring out how to get care. Most of my job involves getting my patients to stay healthy, but there comes a time in most people's lives when the focus needs to change. We've got to stop thinking about preventing colon cancer and reducing cholesterol, and instead, in these cases, to focus on reducing pain and maximizing the number of good days a person has. People are afraid that getting hospice involved is the same as giving up. It's not. I explain hospice in this way. The focus is no longer on the next three years. It's on the next three months, three weeks, or three days. And the goal is to make those months, weeks, and days as good as possible. But hospice is an admission that the end is near, and that scares a lot of people. 
The sad fact is that most people wait too long before getting hospice care, which means a much bigger burden on the family and more suffering for the patient. I think one of the main reasons that people don't get hospice care is that doctors are afraid to bring it up. The truth is that it's difficult to tell when someone has six months to live. Some people, who you think will live a year, only last a month, whereas others far outlive your expectations. But a friend of mine who is a specialist in palliative care explained it this way. If you wouldn't be surprised if the patient died in the next six months, then the person probably qualifies for hospice. And hospices don't just focus on the elderly or people with cancer. Anyone with approximate life expectancy of six months or less, regardless of age or disease, qualifies for hospice. So what if a person lives beyond the six months? That's actually fairly common and it's perfectly fine. As long as the person reasonably qualifies up front, the care will be covered as long as the hospice deems it appropriate. I once had a patient survive for three years on hospice. So what are the disadvantages? The main thing is that the scope of care is limited. Hospitalizations are discouraged, as are any treatments that are solely for the extension of life. Visits to the intensive care unit or aggressive treatments of cancer can prolong life a little more, but they often greatly reduce the quality of that life. Limiting the scope of care to services that improve quality of life allows a person to die with dignity at home instead of at a hospital hooked up to a bunch of machines and tubes. So, here is probably the most important quick and dirty tip I've given so far on this podcast ever. If you think you or a loved one may qualify for hospice, talk to your doctor right away and ask for an evaluation. The hospice team will come out and make an assessment. They will describe the services they offer and address the fears you might have. Don't wait for your doctor to bring it up. And all those doctors who listen to this podcast, I want to give this tip. Don't wait too long. Take advantage of the wonderful resource of hospice care. People need to be given the opportunity to die at home surrounded by loved ones. Doing so is possibly the best thing you can do for someone. Well, that's it for today's topic. I hope it's really helpful. Now, this month, we welcome a new podcast host to the Quick and Dirty Tips Network. Kenny Herzog is taking over the hosting duties for the Modern Manners Guy podcast. Want to know how much to tip your hairdresser? He'll tell you. Want to know if it's ever okay to break up with someone over email? He'll answer that too. Check out the Modern Manners Guy podcast, and if you have an etiquette question of your own, email it to manners at quickanddirtytips.com. If you have topics that you'd like me to cover, send them to HouseCallDoctor at QuickAndDirtyTips.com or you can submit them to me on Twitter at HouseCallDoc or visit my Facebook page and we just got our thousandth fan. Wow. Don't forget about my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind at Distractible.org. And let me remind you once again that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.